0: Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Maher. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry.
1: I have to start with your um your man of the moment stone cold ollie he's notched up four wins on the trot and you know after a oh, almost three months off i mean you just must be wrapped with how he's racing
0: yeah i'm actually pretty stoked it was pretty funny because the uh the owner Luke Townsend uh said to um maybe he's he's not going to race uh he's been a bit naughty and uh <laughs> myself and my partner Amanda said nah he's too good a dog for that um so we uh we tipped him out for a bit let him be a dog and um hope that we could uh reset his brain and 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 start again because he's 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 well bred and and as you've seen some of the other litter are, uh are very fast animals too and we believe he he's just as good as them
1: so yep and, I mean, you know, his first win was, um, you know, Mandra was good and then, you, you know, you've taken him to Kennington for his last three and you can see the improvement. He's just getting better and better with each run.
0: Yeah. Uh, when, he, when he first won his mate, he won it first up um, and sort of then after that he got knocked around a few bit and I think he lost a bit of confidence. And He sort of, he's not the best beginner and I and I believe that tipping him out for a bit, he sort of reset and sort of learned a few qualities just from you know just a few confidence trials, and um, we put him with some other dogs that could actually run, and he had to run them down. He also led them as well, and I think I think he just he just learned to mature in in races these days.
1: Yep, and his most recent win on um, uh, you know which was only a couple of days ago. I mean, you know, it, it was quite a, a good field he was against too, and you know he was just so impressive.
0: Yeah, I, I think that would be close to his best race at all. I mean, he got dumped a few times, got pushed out wide. Um, you know, he still had to work until the very end. And uh, apart from the last 20 metres, he, he pretty much had to work as hard as he bet, ever had to, up, you know, sort of run in, in any race. And, there, I mean, Chess is no slouch, has gone yeah. 29.70 or 29.80. So. Yep. He did well to, to hold that off as well
1: at the end. Yeah, definitely. And he's building up a nice record too, you know, five wins and two minus from 12 starts. And, you know, like you were saying before about his breeding, I, you know, Vanderwarp, I think, and, you know, I've even discussed this with some breeding expert, David Brash, he was saying too at how underrated a sire he is.
0: Yeah, I, believe, I think the only people that – the only thing people were worried about when he first came out was maybe the injury side of him. Uh, he, there was no no doubting how um, how much he loved to race and how good he was. Um, it was just whether the heat body, if if that was bred into him, maybe that that might come out as it has as happened with some you know litters down the track. But um, I've been very lucky. The both the two that I've got out a litter of touch would have been very good with injuries. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other, the other trainer, Peter Heppel, who actually um, helped rid the litter for Luke and Townsend. Yeah, they've had a, a bit of a uh, bit of a bad run lately with the same injuries that that Van Der Warp had. So, right. uh, I guess that's what people sort of look at. You know, yep. resilient dogs is always is always a plus, and not just fast. You yep. got to sort of look for the the longevity of your dogs as, as best as possible. And but we've, I think. Um, if if people keep using him, I think he's only going to get better and better as the bitches keep getting better and better.
1: Yeah, sure. And you know, for anyone out there thinking of using him, what are um, what are the two dogs that you've got by, and what are they like temperament wise?
0: Oh, they are absolutely amazing. They they are so gentle. Um, they they just love everything. They love life. They love running. Um, but like they could be a pet tomorrow. Like yep. you would not even know the difference. Yep. They they just. And, and even the rest of the litter are exactly the same they, they've just um, they've just got everything about them they've got the race side of it and they've also got the you know, when when they become a pet they'll be the best pets ever
1: yep no that's awesome so movie you know moving away from your current form where did um where did training start for you how long have you been training dogs
0: uh, I've been training for about 10 years or 10 or 11 years yep. um, it first started I went down to a bowls park um, south of the river, from where I live here in, in Perth, and um, I met this uh, older bloke who who'd, who'd uh, been around greyhounds a fair bit in his life. Um, and he told us to keep an eye out for a dog called Vocal Enforcer, and um, said that you know it's it's a young dog. Um, it's going to have a very bright future. Um, if you want to follow it, um, have some bets, and I think you're going to have some fun. So we watched it that night. I, I don't think it went that good on its first race, but that th- we followed it from then on, and uh, we we just got hooked. And my parents and I um, decided, after going to the Greyhounds a few times, decided that we wanted to get one ourselves. Yeah, no. Nice. Um, I, was, I was very lucky. The trainer that I got... Um, he was only a hobby trainer at the time, um but he was he was all for getting um, owners down to the kennels and helping out and doing stuff like that, and meet your dog, come to the track, come to trials, yeah, do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And um, I just my father and I, we were just there just about every day,
1: just <laughs>
0: just to be there with all the dogs in the kennel and whatever we could do to help. Um, it was just really enjoyable, and uh, he had to go away for a family thing in England. And um, he said, oh, look, do you want to take over the kennel for while I'm away? I'm going to be away for six months. So I decided to get me uh, my license and take over and it just took off from there.
1: Yeah, nice. And I mean, you know, like you were saying um, before yourself and Amanda, you you guys are having a a really good run this year. I mean, you've already eclipsed, um, you know, we're only almost in September, but you've already eclipsed the total number of winners you had for last year already so you know you guys are having a great run and like you said before you know you juggle juggling a business as well so it, it's a lot of hard work but it's worth it isn't it when you get those rewards
0: yeah yeah it's been hard i mean the first you know five to seven years i did it um just as a real hobby just a yep. couple of dogs here and there a couple of times i got up to six or so dogs um, but it does get very hard, you know, trying to travel I was driving, you know, nearly two hours to get to Mandra at times. And sometimes yeah. it gets a bit hard to get stuck at work and, you know, you've got to find other ways of getting the dog there sometimes. Um, I was yeah. very lucky, um, Margaret and Peter Heppel took the dogs to Northern for me a lot of the time so that I could keep racing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but, um. In the last uh, couple of years ago, I met my partner and we decided that we wanted to go uh, a little bit further with this and and see how good we can be. Um, So we went full-time and, um, uh, you know, we've really relished uh, being, you know, in the kennel zone and having a a 20-dog kennel where we can get, you start getting a few more race dogs. It's very hard to get um, good dogs. So we have our times where you go up and down and, um, we've had some good dogs at times, but they don't always last forever. So, um, now that people are starting to see that we've been around for a while, we're starting to get a, yeah.
1: um,
0: a good crew of, um, owners that are, um, that are entrusted us and we're getting some good dogs now.
1: Yep. And tell me about Amanda. Does she come from a racing family? Cause she's your superstar handler now, isn't she?
0: Yeah, she is. And she <laughs> runs with um, every morning and afternoon when i'm not around yep. um she actually uh just grew up in a country town of victoria and just uh made her way over to wa uh for a mutual friend yep um and that's that's how we met um so never had no racing, you no know, nothing. Oh wow. she's worked on cattle stations and all that so she's yep. very good with animals and and works with a lot of dogs um so I, I guess that that works really well that she she knows how to deal with animals yep um but she, the first couple of times she ever come to the kennels and the races, uh, she just fell in love with it as well. Yeah, and it's, it's she's never looked back. To be honest.
1: Yeah, nice. And um, you know, like I've spoken to a couple of other WA trainers, and I mean, the the industry over there is just going from strength to strength. You know, you only got to look at the the prize money, even for you know your sort of um, or what we call over here your tab C meetings and tier three meetings, as they would call them in Victoria. The prize money is just phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I mean, even when even ten years ago when I started, the 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 lower end of our racing um, to what it is now is, is is phenomenal, and we we just we're we're probably the best, if not second best, in in the country for the way that we, um, you know, with our prize money, with the types of races we're going. It'd be nice if we got some more group races, but yeah, um, but we, we're we're, I mean, we've got some uh, top class. Um, you know, broodies and sires coming out of here, yeah. Um, and we're breeding better and better dogs, and uh, and I think we're we're um starting to make a good name as a as a greyhound state now, and putting it up to you know Victoria and East South Wales to some of the top dogs.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you know, you're just saying about you know Tommy's. I see Tommy Shelby signs just been. Put up over there as well, and, I mean, he's just, you know, he's just one dog that's sort of put WA on the map. You know, a, a lot of people watch WA racing now because of him, and, you know, it's, you know, I'm sure you'd love to have a dog like him one day, but it's those sorts of dogs that, you know, are going to put your state on the map a bit better, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is, and and what they, you know, what they've been able to achieve is and getting the word around and, and, and showing people that, um. How much we look after our dogs and how happy they are and yep. it's not just about racing to us, you know, like he is the people's dog. <laughs>
1: um
0: you know, people love him just for what he you know, just for him, not just because of what he does. Yep. Um it just what he does uh on the racetrack is, is just a bonus and you know, um they're a once in a lifetime dog. Yeah. Um but you you just you gotta take every everything you do anything in your power to to have those sort of things. And what it does um, for WA, like you say, he's put us on the map. People people are starting to notice us. Um, David Hobby's had a couple of good dogs go over recently that have, um, you know, put up some good races as well. And if we can keep that up, um, I think we're going to be a force to reckon with, you know, in WA soon.
1: Yeah, for sure. And what are some of the, um, you know, like you said, you sort of, started out you know just as a hobby trainer and you know now you're sort of getting a bit more um a bit more professional and that sort of you know that sort of aspect what are some of the key things that you know you've i know you know some of the key things i keep hearing from people is patience common sense you know treating them you know um one guy said treat them like they're pets which is i'm like oh there's somebody else like me out there that's funny and <laughs> but you know what are some of the key things that that you've learned over your time so far
0: um, yeah well they're they're the natural things that that come to mind but just uh realizing that every every one of them is not the same yeah. you can't just train the same you know um i've had some quite different dogs and and bitches that you do next to nothing with and they can still run 500 with and then the others. Yeah. Uh, they're just lazy, and you've got to push them a little bit harder. <laughs> They've still got the same ability,
1: yeah,
0: but they it's just um what they want to do and and how they go about it. But I, I find that if you don't uh, you've got to try and find the, what makes them happy to run,
1: yeah,
0: and then you know it might be something simple like just a tennis ball in the in the in a paddock or um. Uh, you know, just just silly things like that that yep. just gets them over the line. You know, giving them a teddy to run down straight track with, and <laughs> they decide they want to run all of a sudden. Um, just trying to trying to get into the into the head of a of a greyhound. Yep. Um. I I found is is been um, it's very hard to do, but it's mm-hmm. quite enjoyable as well. Yep. Um. And and that's where I think having uh, when you have them from a young a young age when you have pups and that gives you the insight on how. How different they can be. Um, you get a whole litter, and you can have seven of them all together, and every one of them's different.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Um, that's that's what I've I've really you know um, found different about about the dogs. You know.
1: Yep. And what do you guys do? Do you guys just train, or do you breed and, and rear your own as well?
0: Um, no, we train, and we do do all the rearing. Um, yep. We've reared for ourselves. Yep. Um, and we also rear for different people at times when they when they need a spot. We've got some good puppy runs and some paddocks.
1: Yeah, nice.
0: Um, uh, we have bred uh, – we went uh, together with a friend of ours uh, who's another trainer, Corey White. Uh, yep. We bred uh, one of my bitches, Amy Minnelli. Um, the has just hit the ground now. Um, so far, she's produced uh, a very fast dog, Papa Mono, who's run mm. 29.80 already. Um so yeah, we re- we we our, our we had half the litter and they've got the other half. So yeah, nice. And that's been very interesting to do do our first litter together.
1: Yep, yep. No, that's awesome. And I mean, it's um, you know, I hear a lot of people say, you know, while well, it's great whether you, you know you're a trainer or an owner trainer or whatever, but I hear a lot of people say it's really special when you breed them, rear them, them, and then train them and they win.
0: Oh, it very is, and, and even know that I didn't train Popamoto myself. That night that he, he won his first race out of the first litter, it was oh, I was over the moon, and <laughs> even now I talk about the dog so much because yep. I'm just proud that I was a part of that, yeah. and that I had, you know I wanted to, I was the one that wanted to breed her. Um, we went a little bit um, far right to what everyone's been doing. We went back to an old an old favourite as Bitchilly. Yep. Um, yep. Bit silly, as some people would say, <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I've got, you know, a lot of people say you're mad for doing that, you know, he, he's an old sire, all that sort of thing. But I've got nothing but praise, you know, for s- some of that stuff. Some of the things yep. that uh, comes into breeding, there is, there's no right or wrong. Exactly. Um, yep. Um, and I think that's where people get scared off a little bit too. They, they think, oh well, you know where well, everyone's going for Fernando Bale, so I have to go Fernando Bale if yeah. I want to make money. Yeah. Well, yeah. you have you 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 got better of a chance if you've got a good bitch yeah. and a good um good sire, but there's no guarantee. And and to to finally once you see him hit the park, it was uh, a very proud moment for all of us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, that's interesting you say that about, you know, um, people when they're choosing size and that I, I really like seeing people take risks and go to a sire who, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, if, you know, you know, prominent breeders like the Wheelers and the Hallinans and that didn't go to certain size, you know, there'd be no Fernando Bale because, excuse me, I can't pronounce his name, Kelso's Fusular. If they hadn't went to him, there'd be no (laughs) Fernando Bell. You know, Superior Panama wasn't really that known about. Hallinans went to him and, you know, look what he's thrown. Obviously, you know, Zipping Garth had to start somewhere. I mean, I really like seeing people take those risks because we've ended up with some amazing dogs because of that.
0: Yeah, and I think some of the litters that are going around now, a lot of people would not have bred for it it for one of the you know, uh, I over here in WA, a lot of people follow what um, David Hobby will do, yep. um, what Chris and Linda will do. They, yep. uh, People are very scared to go outside of it because yep. there's a lot of money tied up and you put a lot of effort in
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and it, you want to try and get the best out of it. And it's very hard. Our racing is getting better and better by the day. Um, some of the standards that are, are going around these days, oh, I would never have thought of dogs running as fast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I suppose um, my last question is what's, um, you know, what's the dream? What's the dream for you and Amanda? Is there, you know, do you just want – I hear a lot of people say not necessarily they want to win a particular big race, but, you know, they go, oh, look, I'd just love to be a consistent, you know, city-winning trainer.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's, that's uh, my first goal is to win just my first piece of silverware. Yep. Um I've been very close. <laughs> I can't <laughs> quite get there. Um luck's not always on your side. Yep, um
1: yep. <laughs>
0: but the, yeah, the idea is just to have a steady, um, enjoyable flow of just being able to go to the races. I don't want, you know, hundreds of dogs. I don't want I don't want, you know, to do anything silly. I just want to enjoy going to the races. I love being around the dogs. They um put a smile on your face even when you're having a bad day. Yeah. Um but you know, if I could get a I do pretty good at Mandurah um, and I'm starting to get a few more Cannington city races and that. But if I could get a a steady flow of, you know, Saturday night races and and stuff like that, I'd be pretty proud because, um, you know, it's pretty hard to do these days to um, to get, you know, right up near the top. Um, You know, uh, I sort of, I look up to someone like Paul Stewart who... um, Yep did it from a young age and it's yep. taken him a while to get to where he is. Yep. Um, so if, if I could get to someone, you know, anywhere half of as good as he is uh, with some of the dogs that he gets, I'd be pretty proud.
1: Yeah, definitely. No, it's um, it's a really good goal to have, you know, start small and just work your way up and then hopefully uh, crack that big one one day.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. If I, you know, even just the first bit of silverware would be um, yep. just – over the moon you know like it's um it's it's pretty hard when you're still trying to work full time um and you know we don't um we don't really have any workers to help us out we have someone that will help every now and then just to run dogs if they can Yep. um luke townsend will come down when he can and help run dogs uh with amanda yep um and a, and a couple of our friends um Gemma and and sam but other than that we do a lot of it on our owns and there's a lot of late nights and a lot of early mornings yeah. so yeah. It's, it's always a good feeling to get that next level um, you know even even going from what we were we're winning you know five or six races a year to winning 30 and 40 yep. races a year is always, it's already a you know a big achievement in the in the last couple of years so we're pretty proud with that but right. um, you know if you don't if you don't have a goal to go further then I don't believe that you're you're really trying then. you know, you sort of, you take a step back otherwise.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And, you know, like you were just saying before, it's good, um, it's good that you can have people to, um, you know, to, to bounce your ideas off and all that, you know, I keep, you know, if I say to someone oh, you know, is there a bit of advice you could give to an up and coming trainer They're like surround yourself with as many good mentors as you can and don't be afraid to ask questions. Cause that's really the only way you can learn.
0: Oh, it is. And, um, most of the people that I deal with around, you know, in here in WA, and even some of the people that I know over east, if you're willing to learn, they will tell you something, and yeah, it might definitely. be just it might be something you've heard thirty thousand times, <laughs> and one day it clicks, and you think, you know what, this might work this yep. time. <laughs> you, you just got to, but don't ever think that something is, you know, you've never never stopped learning. Um, you know, that's one thing that I, I I've noticed about any in, in any sport. If you think that you've you've learned everything, you, you're far from it. Yeah. It's just nothing ever is the same. No dog is the same. No bitch is the same. No no race is the same. So you've just got to take every little bit in, and one day something will stump you, and someone will have something that they've probably done for many a year um, that might just get you over the line. And if you're not willing to listen, that you know, could be the difference between you winning a race and not. Yeah, that's definitely. That's my opinion. But, you know, everyone's willing to help each other around here. Yeah. Um, so don't ever don't ever think, oh, well, you've only won 10 races this year that you, you don't know anything because they might have something that you never even thought of. Yeah. Just one little silly thing, you know. Like I say, I never thought of, you know, chucking a ball in in the paddock <laughs> and a couple of my pups that won't go on a walking machine, <laughs> it's like that little thing in between, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just something silly, but it just gets the legs moving in between, and they're not, you know, they, they're happy. Yeah, they they do something instead of, you know, just sitting there looking at you.
1: Yeah, and you don't know what experiences two people have had. Like, oh, a, a few years ago, Dad and I were, were breaking in a bitch of ours, and we just couldn't get it to settle down the boxes. And you know, I tried Google and things and watching. Anyway, I just picked up the phone and rang Mark Gat, and straight away he told me this technique. And within two days, she was the perfect box dog, and I was like that's amazing I would have never ever have thought of doing what he told me to do but you know we did it and yeah she was amazing and it's just little things like that that you know because people you know people like him that you know have probably had all different types of dogs you know shy over the top or whatever you know they've dealt with all of it so they're the sort of people that you need to go to and they're always willing to help you like you said
0: Yep, and the all those people you don't want any of the uh, people that have been around for 20 30 40 years out of the industry at any stage you just got to draw everything you can out of them as soon as possible because <laughs> yeah. they they they've got they know more than you've like you know forgotten you know
1: yeah
0: that's right yep so there's you know you're forever forgetting stuff but they might have something stored away that just might get you through one day you might um you know, like you say about the boxes I'm sure everyone's had problems with a dog that's gone into the, going in the Um And you might try five different things and then just one silly little thing makes them go and next minute you've got a superstar.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Oh, look, well, thank you so much for your time. It was, um, you know, a great insight into how you got started and that. And yeah, it's amazing how many people I talk to and they've, you know, they've either just got into the industry by accident or they went to the track one day and thought, hey, I might have a crack at that and now they're, you know notching up races and you know you've notched up four straight with with ollie and yeah it's awesome so best of luck to yourself and amanda and yeah um keep keep sending the tips my way that'd be great yeah no
0: that sounds good thank you very much for having me on you've been listening to the greyhound girl podcasts with dimity ma proudly brought to you by greyhound performance products you can find them on facebook or their website greyhoundpp.com.au